your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank God for reading that well for us. Uh, let's pray. Lord, in the speaking and hearing of your word, grant us grace to respond to your truth and your call. Amen. Do you ever speak? I do. And you know that saying, I talk to myself because it's the only way I get a sensible answer. Living by myself, I have to admit that I do occasionally have conversations on my own. I have to say, I found the cats aren't very good conversation partners. So at the centre of parable that Jesus tells in our gospel reading today is also in the habit. In fact, he speaks in the first person or about himself 12 times in six verses. What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. This is what I do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Now, the man in this parable is not because he's wealthy or even because he's planning for the future, but rather because he's only concerned with himself. He's living in a first-person universe. The man isn't described as being in relationship with anyone, a husband, a brother, we don't even know if he has friends. And that's unusual for the gospel, people in relationship with others. But this is a man in isolation. Where are his relationships? Is it because of his isolation that he thinks only of himself? Or because he thinks only of himself that he's in isolation? Of course, but I would venture to guess it's the second. And he's isolated not because he's living on his own, plenty of us do that, but because of the way that he lives. He's blessed with an abundant harvest. And does he call his family and his friends to celebrate? He considers his own needs first. The man is wealthy. And in his wealth, his fields have produced abundantly. And what does he do about this sudden and unexpected windfall? Does he look around him and see the need of neighbours? Does he ask his family what they think? Does he pray about it? No. He has a conversation with himself. And then he decides that he will tear down his barns and build bigger ones to store all the grain and all of his goods. And then he says to himself, now I will be able to take life easy, eat, drink, and be... I've been wondering about this man and the kind of life that he was living. His debt he has such abundance, he is able to eat, drink, and be merry makes me think that up until this point, he hasn't really been enjoying his life. His focus and attention, his time and energy has been spent worrying about having enough. Only when he has accumulated so much that he needs to build bigger barns that he feels able to relax. But that's not the life that we're called to have. Jesus came that we might have life in all its fullness. Consider the example of so often hear of him eating and drinking with friends, whether it's the wedding at Cana, in meal with Zacchaeus, or eating with Pharisees, or of course sharing meals with his disciples. Jesus' focus was on relationships, on being with others, not on finding and storing things, but on building and of course with God the Father. The foolishness of the man here is greed, not wealth. 
It's a warning for all of us. We can all be greedy, no matter how much or how little we have. It comes from a place of fear. Fear that we won't have enough. Fear that disaster might struggle. Fear for ourselves or those that we love. And Jesus addresses this directly in the second half of reading that we heard. Therefore, he says, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will wear. Life is more than food and the body more than clothes. It's perfectly understandable, but we should not let them overtake us or let them become the central thought when we're making decisions when we come like the foolish man in the parable. God provides enough for to shift our focus from what we have, what we'd like to have. Then we can look at the world around us and see the wonder of God's creation, the birds, the flowers. When we turn away from the wealth of this world, that will ultimately, we can turn towards the treasure of God towards fullness of life in the kingdom, towards loving God and loving our neighbours as ourselves. In his message about God's faithfulness, Jesus read that what underlies excessive accumulation is most often anxiety. And so Jesus offers to us the antidote to such accumulation, to this collection of empty treasure. And it is in the promise that it is the Father's good pleasure to give the kingdom itself to his children. The way to collect the treasure of heart suitable for that kingdom isn't earthbound, inward-looking ways of the foolish, but the soaring, beautiful way of the one who lives and loves generously, fearlessly, love joy. Today we are celebrating our Harvest Festival. A time when we give thanks and a time to pay attention to the world and all that it produces for us. To remind ourselves of the calling of God to be generous with what we have. Not to seek to hoard and store more than we could ever need, but to share generously with others. So next time you find yourself having a conversation where you are the only participant, why not pick up the phone turn to God in prayer. Turn your focus outward towards God and your neighbours with a thankful and live with fearless generosity. Amen. Judgment burns, how we have fallen. Oh Lord, you stand and falls of love so scorned and life so
Indeed, what a wonderful, wonderful preaching from an amazing preacher. Thank you very much, Dick and Ali, for those wonderful and powerful words from the Lord. Now it is that time when we turn to God in prayer.